preacher. Raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello and welcome to this week's Healing the Whole Person. We are very excited today. Advent is upon us, and we have one of our hosts, uh, regulars today, Kyle Clement, who recently spoke at our Soul Ties conference at Mundelein. Maybe many of you were there. We have two guests in our studio today who were there, and I just ran into them and invited them over. So we're going to have a wonderful time in this half hour. But I want to introduce, for those that don't know Kyle, he has been involved in the facilitation and training of exorcists in the Roman Catholic Church for over 15 years, and he he instructs the uh, lay faithful and presenters on different aspects of spiritual combat, as well as instructs and trains lay teams to assist priests in the liberation of individuals afflicted by the adversaries of salvation. Um, so, Kyle um, will speak today. I asked him, and I'm very um, looking forward to this, Kyle, the gift of waiting, and I kind of think it's related to Advent. Am I correct? You are, Joan. You are. How are you today? Good. Thanks for being here. You're most welcome. We often think of waiting as an inconvenience. So many times we we think, well, I have to wait. There are graces there. They prepare us mentally and physically. We become in the modern times so very, very busy, consumed with activity, and particularly in this time of year, when in fact this militates or operates directly against the historical observation of this wonderful season of advent or waiting or anticipating. For those older Catholics in the audience, you'll remember that the tree went up on Christmas Eve. There were no decorations. The Koresh was a small barn or structure, empty. And in our own home, we had such wonderful Advent practices as the Jesse tree, and also the shepherds and the sheep would move across the living room headed toward the the crash, headed toward the nativity scene. And so each day of Advent, the children would get to move them a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And they would come from all over the house. The wise men actually would start their trip upstairs. And it would take them all the way to Epiphany to finally appear as they made their way around the bookcase, across the buffet, and across the hearth, a few feet each day. These activities, very, very simple in an undecorated home, prepare us for the joy of the nativity of our Lord. They prepare us daily in small ways, doing small things, to constantly remember what is the reason for the season. It is the coming of our Lord. It is the coming of our Lord 
made apparent among us, made flesh among us, made present among us. One of the reasons that the tree in the house would not be decorated until the eve of Christmas is to draw every bit of possible grace out of the waiting and preparation of ourselves. And then the decoration of the house was simply a manifestation of the interior. It was that joyous anticipation for that cold night when our Lord leapt down from heaven and appeared in that manger in Bethlehem. We miss so much these joys of waiting, these joys of Advent. Christmas itself in the Catholic tradition was celebrated on those days between Christmas, the Nativity, and the Epiphany. And there's so much beautiful imagery around the Christmas season, but the Advent season, that season of penance, that season of doing without so that we might feast, not feast mightily at the nativity. We can see this oftentimes when we are in traffic. We don't see the blessing of being stuck in traffic. We don't see the blessing of having to wait in line anywhere for anything. But what graces? How many of us have said, I wish I had more time to pray? And the Lord gives it to you in traffic or in the grocery store line or where in the doctor's office or wherever else you may be. We say, I wish I had just a moment to pray. And he gives it to us. And we grumble like the Israelites in the desert. This is not the way I wanted it. How many of us have prayed for more time to pray? We get the bad cold. We get the flu. Now we have to stay home. These are the Advent periods, the waiting periods that can bear so very much fruit. But we must participate in them with thanksgiving. We must imbibe them fully and understand that any and everything that comes to us is gift that prepares us for the ultimate gift, which is our Lord and Savior. These are some of the graces of Advent. So the next time, be aware of what's happening to you interiorly. When the adversary sends that situation to you and he tries to, to give you angst or he tries to develop that thought in you that I'm going to set this person straight or I'm going to combat this injustice, I'm going to do this thing. Be always and everywhere mindful that our response has to be charitable. If we cannot respond in charity, then we lose our opportunity to grow in grace. This is at the heart of Advent. The days are getting shorter. There's less time for chores, less time in just the, the daylight itself seems to whisper to us, hurry up, hurry up, I'll soon be gone, hurry up. And we quicken our step, we quicken our thoughts, and we're never really anywhere. One of the biggest gifts we have in Advent to give each other is 100% of presence, to be present to one another, to simply sit, to simply sit, talk of the Lord, talk of the impending season, slow down, 
wherever you are, be totally there and let your heart prepare him room. Let every heart prepare him room by being silent and reflective. Tidy your heart, cleanse your heart so that he may dwell there. We have a guest that is coming. He'll be here in 30 days. We have Sundays that we will be reminded, get an Advent wreath, light the candle, speak to the children, get a Jesse tree, fully imbibe of this beautiful season so that they will have fixed in their mind these memories of this season, not the hectic, short-tempered, got-to-find-a-gift parent that sometimes we become. Think about the things that are eternal. Think about the things that you want your children to remember. I can remember well some of our family practices and some of the things we did, but I have a hard time remembering just all but a few of the most monumental gifts. But I remember the traditions. I remember those things that we did that didn't cost anything, but had us all together. Those are the things I remember. So this Christmas, this Advent especially, be about the creation of memories, of things that have eternal value, of things that point constantly to the Bethlehem manger, that point constantly to our Lord and Our Lady. These are the graces of Advent. These are the graces of waiting. This is what I wanted to share with you today is in itself, this is healing. The Catholic definition of healing is reconciliation. Reconciliation with God the Father through Christ the Son and his church. To be reconciled with the Father, we do that through our love for the Son and through our love for the church. She needs our prayers so much. She needs our prayers so much. As we speak and as we feel the angst, may we always remember to pray for Holy Mother Church. Besieged though she is in these tumultuous times, give thanks for this brings us closer, ever closer to one of the good councils like Trent or the Lateran Council. To one of those good councils that clarified and set us back on course so give thanks and pray for the blessed for blessed mother church during this period for she is under so much trial as we anticipate the coming of our lord and savior jesus christ so i encourage you delve deeply into the mysteries and into the graces to be had during advent they're present to you every day in the smallest amount of waiting or inconvenience I think the inconvenience often is overlooked. Look at the inconvenience of St. Joseph and the Blessed Mother as they went about fulfilling their obligations, as they went about finding a place simply to spend the night. We're worried and, and put out of sorts when they don't have the right size at the department store. I'd point out we didn't ride a burrow to the mall parking lot. We drove there, and then we get aggravated if we can't find a spot within five steps. 
park far away and pray your way to the mall. Park farther away and pray your way for everyone else who is there. Be Christ's presence in the world, that presence of peace. Be the Blessed Mother's presence and St. Joseph's presence. Taking every inconvenience in stride and turning it to the glory of God. Kyle, that was just so beautiful. I'm just so inspired. I have things to talk about and perhaps our guests do too. But we're going to take a short break and stay with us, everybody out there. We have a lot to talk about yet. Thank you, Kyle. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Hello, I'm Bill Wennington from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I, I believe Catholic Radio is important for all of us out there listening to help us through days when maybe our faith is being challenged by many different obstacles that are put in our way. And it's a chance to reflect and just think and hear stories from other people that maybe are going through the exact same issues that we are going through and how they have struggled and how they are getting through their problems today. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. listeners out there, this is Joan McHugh, your moderator, and we've just had the most inspiring talk by Kyle Clement about the gift of waiting in Advent. There are a couple of things that struck me, Kyle. One is you talked about the journey of the the wise men and um, the, the animals and all uh, be, it, through the house. I think that's just such a beautiful visual image. And it reminds me of growing up in New York. We, I went to Sacred Heart School Convent, and they put a big crush in front of the fireplace with the same number of lambs that were in the school. 
and you're, the lambs were all placed around, moving toward the crash. But somehow, if you didn't have a good week, your lamb didn't move forward. And it's like, I was so fixated on my lamb, and I was so worried that I was trying to be so good, you know. But it's a beautiful image, isn't it? How we're, we're trying to move closer to Jesus. And the one thing that struck me most is that you said, of everything, that it's a time to be present to one another. You know, Kyle, I said, this is like we're so busy shopping and getting the right gifts and, you know, making all this stuff and the food and all. But, but how little time are we, do we really stop to just, if someone says something to it, do we stop to talk to them, to respond, you know, even after church in the morning or meeting somebody at the grocery store, I'm always running, you know, well, I got to get here or there. So that was very important to me what I heard you say today. To me, that's going to be my advent, to be present more to others. Um, so thank you for that. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. We, um, we're just in too much of a hurry. We're never really mm -hmm. anywhere. We get one place and we're already thinking about the next place we have to go. Exactly. And so you just never really anywhere. Exactly. And, you know, my husband is ill, and he sleeps a lot in bed, and I tend to take care of whatever he might want, and then I rush out to my desk, and I rush to the computer, and I rush to make the phone calls, and there he is, you know, just quietly by himself. And so it's really moving to me to, to, to learn how to be more uh, present and take more time with people. Um, I have two guests here. Um, Lori Pacer and Susan Klinger, and they're listening intently, and um, Lori has a healing ministry, Kyle, and I'm sure she had a lot of thoughts when you were saying things about um, reconciliation is the classic definition of healing. That is very beautiful, and uh, Lori, I just wonder what you thought about that. Um, yes, I, I wrote it down just to reemphasize it, but it just so struck a chord because my whole healing journey and what I've seen with others is reconciling really with yourself too and any duplicity you've created within yourself to feel like you're safe in the world or that sort of thing. So it is this whole reconciliation process and reconciliation, reconciling to that original identity too as beloved child of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Beautiful. So I like that, Kyle, uh, 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 reconciling the duplicity in yourself. That speaks volumes to me, because oftentimes we behave one way and we are another way. So isn't that the heart of like in being coming integrated, becoming whole? You're absolutely right. As St. Paul says, let your yes mean yes, your no mean no, be exactly who you are. Jesus paid Nathaniel Bartholomew a wonderful uh, compliment when he meets him. Philip introduces our Lord to Nathaniel, and he says to him, here is a, a, a Jew with no duplicity in him. And so what a compliment. This is one of the most, this is one of the strongest compliments that our Lord put, pays to any of the apostles. And is it, it is that transparency, that absolute integrity. And I think it is such a beautiful attribute to work on in this season. Are we going to greet each and every person we meet exactly the same? 
will we will we receive insult and flattery with the same detachment mm-hmm. Kyle this is Susan Klingen and I loved when you said that um, graces are in you can see them in inconveniences and I I love that point and what I try to do during Advent, especially like in the long grocery lines, is look at that forlorn mother with the little kids crying and, you know, the, the people that looked overwhelmed and tired and, and just take a moment to pray for them, uh, a silent prayer, or just turn to them and say, hi, Merry Christmas, or, you know, pay a compliment to their cute little kids, something, you know, just going out of get out of yourself and uh, make an effort to you know uh, bless somebody in this season in just uh, you know a sweet way that's beautiful I love that well said Isn't well it? said I there is a reflection and I'm, I'm uh, this will be a challenge for me to find it but there's a reflection that essentially centers on a very brief almost a throwaway moment and it is the Blessed Mother's Prayer and look upon the innkeepers who are having to refuse her, a pregnant woman, with the son of the living God in her womb, and she looks upon them with compassion and and wants it to go easy for them that they're refusing her the room. I, I love that idea, that disposition, that we are to make it easy on those who are put in those positions with us. That's beautiful, too. That was my next point I was going to make to you. One of the things you said was be mindful of a charitable response. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably my growing edge because so often I just, like on Facebook this morning, I posted something that was a little political, but it was my point of view. And a college classmate shot right back, this has no basis in reality. And I'm all, I've been thinking for hours how I'm going to get back to her. <laughs> so, and it was not charitable. <laughs> so, I mean, you have a lot here, um, Kyle, for us to think about and to grow on. Yeah, has your other point about being silent. You know, we love to uh, give our little point of view all the time. And I, I think that's beautiful. And to get along with those difficult family members at the, uh, you know, at the holiday table, you know, instead of saying that irritating comment back, you know, swallow it, be peaceful and Mm. quiet. And um, I think it'll, it'll make way for a a much more blessed holiday. This is all wonderful. It's setting us all up for a great advent. I'll tell you that. Right. I hope the listeners are listening, and they wish they could weigh in because I'm sure they're they're thinking um, while they're driving home or, or going somewhere. Like, hope you're enjoying this, everybody out there. So, um, I like the tidy your heart too. I, I visualize just taking mm. a little broom and sweeping it. You know, getting all that <laughs> icky stuff out of there. Yeah, that was an interesting way to put it. Tidy your heart. And so that would be another point for me, like for what Advent means about reconciliation. And uh, maybe, Lori, you would weigh in on this too. But to me, um, the sacrament of confession has become so important. And I know it's not generally popular among young people now or even some of my older grandchildren. I don't even know if they think about confession. But to me, it's like... 
really it it solves the whole problem of like our duplicity and our being one person on the outside and one on the we really come to terms with truth of of who we are and who we are not and i think that need is like it's growing inside of me and i think maybe it's a grace i think is that right kyle that we need to be become truthful with ourselves and with god and confession gives us the grace to do that you're absolutely it and there's no other way to receive it i think a good visual is with a good test about whether you need to go to confession or not is place yourself alongside the manger the blessed mother beams up at you at the Christ child wrapped in swaddling clothes she picks him up and hands him to you can you take him mm. I like that I like that I have to tell on Lori here. Uh, she actually made me go to confession <laughs> after being away from confession for 30 years. Yes. And um, I was terrified. And we went with the eighth grade um, kids that were making their confirmation. And my son was ahead of me. And I thought if I sat down now, I'd look like a real coward. Yeah. So she kept me in that line. That's and um, the first thing that the priest said to me was, welcome back oh and it was a floodgate of tears and, oh uh such a healing and and kyle i think it was you that said a confession can be almost as strong or better than an exorcism <laughs> in some yes. cases i mean yes. it really it's powerful well, it, it absolutely is it trumps the exorcism reconciliation is a sacrament exorcism is a sacramental right How ultimately even the person who is exercised of the demon tries, he goes to reconciliation before the process is completed. Reconciliation is so necessary. Even during the process of liberation, it constantly reconcil reconciles us to God the Father. It is the most underrated and most attacked sacrament that is there. And it is such a key. It is such a key. So thanks be to God you had a true friend who was enough to stay after you to go to confession. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, let's do a program just on confession. Um, this is, I, I'm sorry to say, we have to stop for a moment. There's so many prayer requests, Kyle, and I don't have time now to name them all. But I gave them to you before the show, and maybe that was in God's plan. So for all the people who have asked for prayers, and you know who you are, emails, and for Joyce, and for Deborah, and for Tom Shippers, would you pray, Kyle, for these prayer needs? I certainly will. God, our Father, we ask that you join our sufferings to the suffering of the world, to the sufferings of the world who long for the Christ child, who long for the hope as we wait in expectant hope for the coming of the Christ. As we wait in the darkness, waiting for the light, Give us the strength and courage to join our suffering to that of the world. To urge reconciliation among all of us. 
not in spite of our pain, but through our pain, with our pain, and because of our pain. Give us the strength to embrace the concepts of atonement and reparation. That we may do more, that we may do more to make perfect the sacrifice of your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, for it is in his most precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Kyle. We look forward to the next uh, time you'll be on and perhaps to discuss more at length confession. Excellent. Good. Thanks, Kyle. Bye. listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Is that-